Miracy. How can we approach this with a sense of lightness? How could we make our group coaching calls and of course fun? How could we, you know, turn this into a, you know, exciting challenge that we can all like laugh about as we're doing it instead of something that you're like, you know, dreading or feel like you have to push yourself through. Hello, and welcome to Course Lab, the show that teaches creators like you how to make better online courses. I'm Danny Eaney, the founder and CEO of Miracy, and I'm here with my co-host, Abe Crystal, the co-founder of Rizuku. Hey there, Danny. In each episode of Course Lab, we showcase a course and creator who is doing something really interesting, either with the architecture of their course or the business model behind it, or both. Today, we welcome Heather E. Wilson onto the show. Heather is the director of education at Miracy. And she's also the host of her very own podcast, Ginspired. Heather, it is great to have you on the show. Thanks so much, Danny and Abe. It's great to be here. So obviously we work together very closely. Yes. <laughs> but for people who don't know you or, or your story, give us the, the 30,000 feet. Who are you? How did you come to be doing what you're doing? What was your journey? Tell us that story. Yeah, absolutely. So way back in the early 2000s, I started out as an instructional designer. And back then, they didn't even call it instructional design. It was computer-based training. So I was basically making glorified PowerPoints that were animated. And they were these monstrosities of, you know, hours-long info products that companies were developing. And through the years, I saw the industry change and actually get better and better and better over many years. And in mid-2000s, I became a professional business coach. And lo and behold, I started creating my own courses. So I was back to doing instructional design at that time. And fast forward to 2022, and I am now combining all my skills as an instructional designer and a coach and helping Miracy um, through, you know, through our student support. And we're very, very lucky to have you. Thank you. So for our listeners who may not be super familiar with our courses that you are running, what is the Hybrid Course University? What does it cover? Who is it for? How does it work? Like all that kind of stuff. So our Miracy's flagship course is called Hybrid Course University, and it truly is like a university. There are four courses that make it up. And there's Hybrid Course Success, which is our foundations, and it gets you really, really set up and ready to work on creating your course. Then we have hybrid course launch. And during that course, you do all sorts of market research, you fine tune your ideal student, your, you know, you, you just get a lot of really great information. So then you can launch your pilot course and that uh, helps you validate your assumptions and your ideas and obviously make a little bit of money uh, in the process. And then we move on to hybrid course audience. And in that course, we really dig deep on creating a lead magnet and building your audience. So, and that looked different for everyone, but for most people, it means creating an email list of some sort and nurturing that and then creating traffic strategies to drive traffic to your website, your lead magnet, or whatever your offerings are. And then now that you've built this really epic audience, then we go back to your course and in hybrid course scale, we start to scale everything. So you build out your full course and offer it to your audience that you've been building. And then you just kind of rinse and repeat. And so that's the course itself or the university itself. And this is really geared towards coaches, consultants, speakers, 
anyone who really wants to offer a transformative type course. You've been an instructional designer. You've been teaching for, frankly, longer than I have. You've been doing it for a very long time in a lot of context for a lot of people. And then you joined Miracy and you took this over and you were all of a sudden doing it at a much larger scale. There were just, you know, many more students than most people have in their courses. Um, And a lot of people who come to us, they kind of aspire to that. They're like, I want hundreds, if not thousands of students in my courses. Talk about what that was like. Coming from someone from at most, I'd had a couple of hundred students prior to this. And then getting suddenly 900 students that required managing, ultimately, um, frankly, was quite overwhelming initially, but we took the opportunity to really fine-tune our systems and our processes to make sure that the students always came first and that the student experience was always, always at the front of our minds. And ultimately, it was amazing to interact with all these students from all over the world, right? And it was all coming from different cultures, different backgrounds, different expectations, but they all had one thing in common. They all had that hope and that dream and that desire to build a course and create impact in their own lives and their own businesses. And so we, we keep that, you know, that goal in the forefront of our minds as we support our students to do the same thing. So talk about some of the systems that you had to develop and put in place to be able to manage that level of scale and complexity. Sure, absolutely. So number one was email. (laughs) We had to manage thousands of emails. And so each of the coaches were assigned a certain number of students, and they would be then in turn responsible for the emails that came from those students. And the types of emails they would get would be exercises, questions, um, how to get in Slack, you know, like everything from tech questions to the actual assignments from the courseware. So the coaches had to be trained on not just the courseware, but everything that surrounded it. And I would say tech being one of the biggest ones, that was kind of a surprise because we didn't really expect the students to be asking their coach so many tech questions. And then we also have live calls. So we have live group calls that are trainings, and then we have office hours. So we created a schedule between the coaches and the team to manage not just who's going to host the call, but who's going to be in the chat answering the questions. Because one thing you know, when you have 900 plus students, there are a lot of questions. So Heather, something else that's characteristic of the work that we do at Miracy that's a big part of your role is you know, we offer coaching to every one of our students, which means we have a team of coaches who you have to manage. And coaching is one of those areas where people have a big concern around offering for their own students because they're like, there's only so much that I can do, but if it's not me, then how do I ensure quality? How do I make sure that the coaching is being done right? How have you approached and how do you manage both the training and then the supporting of the coaches and ensuring quality control and that there is a consistent message and so on and so forth. When coaches first come on to the team, we have extensive training initially. So that's like number one. And we have set stuff that everybody goes through, but we meet weekly and we, um, we talk about, you know, who has a sticky student, you know, where are your students stuck? So we, we talk a lot. We are in extreme communication all the time. 
So that's just the coach team itself. But there's such a thing, and I'm sure you guys have probably discussed this prior, to peer support. So we have in our Slack community, which is another way that we communicate with our students, there are some of our star students who actually answer questions before the team can even answer them. So if someone maybe can't afford a full coach team or uh, extra coaches, you know, a good way is to have some of your star students kind of intern with you and help you out that way too. So what are some of the challenges or patterns of challenges you've seen um, among people you've been coaching and, and have you been working to address those? Yeah. Well, because Hybrid Course University is broken out into four different courses, what we see is real ma- and real major excitement, right? When they first started HyberCourse Success, like full engagement, 900 plus students, everyone's go, 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 thousands of emails just flying at the coaches. And then you kind of notice after a couple of weeks that that has decreased. And so we have a system in place to actually track our students. And when we start to notice them falling kind of off the wagon, so to speak, we actually reach out. Personally, the coaches will like send an email like, hey, I haven't seen you for a while on a call. What's up? Can I help you? So I would say one of the biggest challenges is people's lives get in the way and we get all sorts of, you know, oh, you know, I got busy or this happened in my life or this came up or whatever. Right. People have lives and things come up, but they're using it as excuses often and sometimes they're excuses and sometimes it's legit to not invest in themselves and continue to do the work and and move forward. And so our job is to positively encourage them to come back. We're creating challenges for them. Like uh, we have a bingo challenge or, you know, engagement things that will bring them kind of back to the fold to not give up on themselves. Heather, talk more about some of the challenges and the bingo and, and all that kind of stuff that you've that you've really brought to the course. I mean, that stuff is not my strength. Yes, we created these fun challenges and we've designed them to happen per course. So for example, there is one for hybrid course launch and we're right now in hybrid course audience. So we have a new challenge for this one and then we're building one right now for scale as well. And so this, we, we, um, we created bingo. And people love bingo. You would be amazed at how much people love bingo, even in this day and age. And so we created these bingo cards with specific tasks that were linked to the content in the course. So for example, a hybrid course audience where we're in right now, one of the tasks is to design your lead magnet. So they cannot check off their bingo until they've designed their lead magnet. And so we have a cool prize at the end. And Everyone who completes the full bingo card, and it's not easy because there's quite a few tasks in there, um, they get entered into the draw for these prizes. And prizes are highly motivating. It's not going to be the only thing that motivates them to do the work, but it rewards them. And we have a lot of people who have come to us and said that they love the bingo challenges and to keep doing them. So um, we're always looking at new ways that we can increase the engagement and help keep the students moving forward. And what kind of prizes are involved? For us, our prizes are actually internal. So we give away missed credits, which are the done-for-you services that Miracy offers. So things like they could get copywriting or web design or things like that. But when I did it myself prior to coming to Miracy, 
I would give away like 30 minutes of coaching or one of my programs, you know, things that I had already created, but didn't cost me too much financially. So if you don't think you have money for prizes, think creatively and like, what do you already have that you can offer? Yeah. And so you don't need a significant budget and it doesn't need to be time prohibitive either. Oh, gosh, no. In fact, you don't need hardly any budget at all. And the only time is creating your engagement challenge, however it looks like to you. Yeah. We're always thinking up new, not just games, because we don't want to gamify necessarily, but fun. (laughs) We like to add fun into it. And that's a big part of why students love coming to our calls too, is not only are they learning and supporting their learning journey, but we like to have a little bit of fun too in the process. And I think people really gravitate to that. So it's not just here's an email from Heather. Oh my gosh. I haven't done my homework again. You know, it's, it's more that they actually really enjoy spending time with us. And uh, I think the fun factor is pretty important. Cool. Awesome. Heather, this was wonderful. Thank you for coming on the show and giving everyone a listen behind the curtain of how we do things in our programs at Miracy. Well, thank you so much. And I'll see you at work. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Abe, you want to read us out? Heather E. Wilson is the Director of Education at Miracy. She's the host of her own podcast, Gin Inspired, and she's in charge of Hybrid Course University. To learn more about the Miracy programs that Heather is involved in, head on over to miracy.com. That's M-I-R-A-S-E-E dot com. Now stick around for my favorite part of the show, where Abe and I will pull out the best takeaways for you to apply to your course. where shall we begin? I mean, there's a lot of interesting, I guess, sort of strategies and approaches to talk about here. So we can go through them. But, you know, one that stood out to me was actually this idea of making the coaching and support fun, Um, which is, you know, not always something that we talk about. And like, there's a risk in some of the strategies that we get into on Course Lab that it becomes very either overly didactic that we're really focused on like, okay, we got to get like the right information, the right tools to people, um, or almost like too um, struggling for the right word here, but that we become too focused on like, okay, how do we like get people to completion, right? It becomes this almost like aggressive or pushing process where it's like, if the course isn't, you know, getting people through this process, that it's a failure. And there's a well-intentioned effort there to focus on accountability, to focus on helping people get results from, you know, their investments in courses. but if we just focus on that side of it, we could miss this whole other aspect of how can we approach this with a sense of lightness? How could we make our group coaching calls in a course fun? How could we, you know, turn this into a, you know, exciting challenge that we can all like laugh about as we're doing it instead of something that you're like, you know, dreading or feel like you have to push yourself through. So that to me was a really interesting perspective that, that is often overlooked when we talk about courses. Yeah. You know, I can say, I mean, obviously having Heather on as a guest is a little different because I work with her very closely. And what I was hoping she would bring, which she did wonderfully, was, you know, you can listen to a lot of the episodes on Course Lab kind of scouring for 
techniques and tactics and tricks. And, and it's valuable to find those. It's valuable to find the ones that resonate and land well and will integrate well and make them a part of what you're doing. But there's also the risk of kind of creating a course that's almost a little bit gimmicky with the add-ons and doodads and bells and whistles because you become too preoccupied with the tactics rather than integrating them smoothly. And what I really appreciate that I think came out in the conversation with Heather is that, you know, there are two driving ingredients. One is really, really legitimately, honestly, and truly caring about your students. And the second is a lot of best practices, but there weren't any kind of secret ninja education tricks that we build in that, you know, just do this thing and it'll skyrocket your this or that. It's, you know, it's not so gimmicky. And sure, you know, there's the there's the challenges and there's the way we manage our coaches and there there's all the things that go into creating a good course, but they're largely in the ballpark of just do the things that you know you should be doing and do them well and look for where there's a little opportunity to maybe add a little bell or whistle there or here. But a lot of it is really giving proper attention to the blocking and tackling of just doing a really good job with your course that you are driven to do because you care about the students and the experience and outcomes they're going to get. It seems commonsensical in a way. What do you see as standing in the way of people doing that? Or why aren't most creator course creators doing that blocking and tackling? Well, because it's not sexy, right? We have a tendency to look for shortcuts. We're, we're wired and trained that way, right? We want to leapfrog a lot of the hard work and Often that is because, not the listeners of Course Lab, but looking at our industry more broadly, there are a lot of people who gravitated to this world of online courses because a lot of internet marketers have presented it as a way of making a quick buck, which maybe in certain times and certain contexts, it kind of sort of was at one point, but you know, by and large is a legitimate business opportunity, which it is for a lot of people who have something meaningful to teach. Um, you have to care about the work. You know, you're, you're not going to do a great job at anything that you're not really excited to do a great job with. So, you know, commonsensical, except it's too rarely found. So let's call it uncommonsensical. <laughs> yep. Anything else I missed? I think we're good if you want to read us out. Thank you for listening to Course Lab. I'm Abe Crystal, co-founder and CEO of Riziku, here with Danny Eney, founder and CEO of Miracy. Course Lab is part of the Miracy FM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Just Between Coaches and Making It. This episode of Course Lab was produced by Cynthia Lamb. Jeff Gumberson assembled the episode. Danny Eney is our executive producer, post-production by Post Office Sound. Another big thanks to Heather E. Wilson for coming on to the show today. And remember, you can learn more about her and the programs she leads at Miracy over at miracy.com. To make sure you don't miss the excellent episodes coming up on Course Lab, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you enjoy the show, please go ahead and leave us a star review. It really does make a difference. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. So now we can just sign off, right? <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Wait, what's my cue? It's a behind the scenes kind of thing. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Just Between Coaches, the podcast that tackles difficult coaching conversations head on. I'm Melinda Cohen, and your host for this show. I also know that I'm listening when, again, my mind is relaxed.
So I can almost sense that I'm listening on multiple levels. That's a great frame. That's a that's a really great way to think about it. Um, I think so, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, because I think that something that is very dangerous is for people to think that being a great coach comes from having the credentials. One has nothing to do with the other. So again, part of it is just you know either through questions or asking what they've tried, or sometimes it's you know the forest for the trees thing. My favorite part of having the hard conversation is. Ooh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, so while I love what's on the other side, I think navigating through that conversation is my favorite part. Yeah, because we're not there necessarily as coaches to provide solutions. We're there to guide our people towards solutions. And I don't know if it's, you know, societal pressure or peer pressure, but we don't want to look like we don't know what we're doing. I want to help and support coaches so that they can evolve into their greatness. My desire for the show is if I could scoop up all of the coaches and bring them into my living room and bring up the topics that leave crinkles in our foreheads so that we can fully understand what it means to show up in our greatness, fully confident so that we can build better businesses, so that we can be better coaches, so that we can make a lasting impact on this world collectively and we want to rise to that level. That being said, you do want to set yourself up and your clients up for success by making sure that there is clarity around their expectations and your expectations as to how you can help them. People have to know a little bit about what you offer. Otherwise, how do they know that they need what you can help them with in terms of that transformation? And I love having the conversations and navigating the topics that keep us at the forefront in a time with what I call the results revolution. Yeah, well, first of all, I just want to start by saying that this is a really good problem to have, right? So if you have someone who's resisting your price, it means they're really interested in working with you. The thing is, sometimes it becomes negative. It becomes toxic. I've been in the coaching industry for almost 20 years now. And over these years, I have seen everything behind the scenes in our industry, everything that works, everything that doesn't work. I've seen the evolution of our industry and of what it means to be a coach. I just want to say to all the coaches out there, you know, matching who you are to the kind of coach that you want to be is just a practice. Do you want to add some parting words? No, I think you did great. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. This is Melinda Cohen, and you've been listening to Just Between Coaches. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, this is absolutely the tone, the feel, the everything. Okay, so I'm going to stop the recording now. Why are you stopping the recording? This is going to be fun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's a wrap. That is going to be an amazing session.